0: Minus 3 is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. Minus 3 with Dave Damaschek. Hi, hello, and happy holidays, sports fans. Welcome to the final episode of Minus 3 for this calendar year. I hope and trust all is well wherever you are, right in between the Christmas holiday And New Year's, or if you're listening after, no troubles there. The Shecky Awards, the 33rd annual, are coming at you momentarily. They'll still work in your ears and in your heart, even if we've uh, gotten past 2022 and into 2023 anyway. Hope all's well wherever you are. Let's say hello to our two guys here. One in Staten Island, behind the glass and along with his family, not wearing any rangers gear a little surprisingly and frankly disappointing um that's Eddie Spaghetti and then in his usual spot seated high above show business making all the decisions for 2023 what's going to be in your eyes come then it's our guy Kevin Hinch what's the poop fella how are you i'm um, good man and, you know
1: i was thinking it's so funny in life like you when you when you're at work you're supposed to be miserable, right? That's the deal. Like you're at work, you're miserable when you're not at work, maybe less miserable. And so then a lot of, you know, our wives want us to be unhappy when we're working. So no matter how fun our jobs are, we always try to make it sound like it was a huge pain in the like, Oh my God, again today with the shack and the podcast, I don't know. You know, so, 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 It gets (laughs) gets much better. if we. That's the easiest sell
0: is like, I got to do something with Shaq. Like say no more.
1: Again with Shaq (laughs) and the penguins. Oh, it's brutal. But so obviously if we could come home with soot on our faces straight from the coal mine, then, you know, our wives might like, you know, go, Oh, hi honey. How was your day? But because they suspect we've been having fun. They just, there's this angry bitterness, right? Like, Oh, look at you with your sports and your laughs. And so, so it's always tricky to try to pretend like you weren't weren't having fun at work when work was fun, but this Vegas trip, like Heather's already pissed. Like, I'm like, I can't make this Vegas trip not sound like just this awesome, decadent holiday. Like, I'm like, yeah, well, you know, we're doing, uh, we're going to be doing podcasts. Um, During the games, while we're getting drunk, watching football, like she's already, you know, like she's like, what is this weekend in Vegas? I'm like, ah, I don't really know. It sounds incredible, but I'm going to make it sound like work. (laughs) Well, (laughs) we're all
0: going to be in the spirit. uh, Thanks to Crown Royal, the spirits. Um, And as Hench touched on already there, extra points live. Proper Palooza. All the Extra Points talent. Literally, Eddie Spaghetti, is everybody going to be in attendance there from uh, from the Extra Points Network one way or the other? We're going to be appearing there, meet and greet in a live podcast, like Hench says, at the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club. I don't know how we got that space, but the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club in Las Vegas, Monday, January 9th from 2 to 3.30, and then right after that, we may or may not have soot on our faces. I don't know. We'll see. I think we have be a nice effect. You know, we can send we'll have, pictures we'll back to our egg wives. on
1: our faces after our picks.
0: <laughs> that is a, a uh, an ongoing theme for Dave Damashek uh, this football season. It seems, uh, or at least on the, uh, in our um, staff pool, I, I am not faring well with that. We have to talk about that as a matter of fact, but let me first finish this up here to say right after the meet and greet on the ninth, that ends at three stick around and we'll watch the national championship a game together. I'm on board, I'm on record. Ohio State over Michigan is what I think the final's going to be there. We'll get your picks on that in just a second. Um that's extra points live Propapalooza. Tickets on sale right now at Ticketmaster and vegas.com and uh, the day before that it's the last NFL regular season Sunday of the year. Kind of a bittersweet day, obviously, especially if your team's not going to be advancing into the postseason tournament. We're going to be there watching the games all day long from 10 to 430. Jump in there with us. And then Megan Galey's going to be performing um, at the uh, Kimmel Comedy Club at 8 p.m. that night. Again, Ticketmaster Vegas, and uh, Vegas.com is how you get in there. I think this, though, as we jump into our picks and then we get to the 33rd annual Shecky Awards here. Ooh. Um I feel like that the standard, we need to figure out what the standard is for what makes a great prognosticator against the number or otherwise. I think when we do every game, isn't that feel a little more crapshootish? Shouldn't it be like, here are my three best of the week, or here are my five best of the week. I say that, in large part, because I do way better when that's the, dis- when that's the drill, when I have to pick them all, it's like, I don't know what this game, every game's a coin toss. What's the, what's the expertise of the coin landing on heads more often than tails on a given weekend. I think the real skill is identifying. These are the winners for you follow my lead and, uh, and you will emerge with green in for your sure. water. and,
1: and, and um, you know, I think we would all look at the slate and go, well, these are 10 stayaways. But we're obliged to pick them, right? So you know, if I go eight and two in my stayaways, and you go two and eight, I'm crushing you, which obviously I am, as I'm number one in the staff picks this year. Yeah. Um. I mean, I've had a a, a great year, but actually, I've done also pretty well on my on my best bets uh, uh, lately as well. I've rebounded after a little trough a couple weeks ago. Um. So you know, hey, you're you're a professional sports yacker. You got to pick all the games. Stop crying.
0: I'm not, I'm not crying. I'm just telling you what I think is wait, wait, would be a, better, a better That's standard your normal, to
1: judge. This is your normal voice? I literally thought you were crying. That's your normal <laughs> voice. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> hey, speaking of crying, and I don't know if you can segue this into the picks. Like, okay, so I, I think it was three weeks ago I said my bad goat was Derek Carr. I was like, this guy, you, you know, he's just – he he's got no excuses with that running game and Devontae Adams. And then that thing just went South so fast. I don't know if I had anything to do with it. Uh, And obviously your dear friend, probably probably you did probably got the ball rolling in that direction. What I don't understand about that story is like Josh McDaniels is like, Hey, Derek's been great and he's going to, and he's willing to do whatever it takes to help these other guys except stick around by anything. He means nothing. Like, I don't understand this thing of, like, don't you have to, like, uh, at least do the sweatshirt and clipboard and headset? Like I didn't like, is it really an option to just go, oh, all right, we'll see you later. I think if you're,
0: I I, I guess it's who you think Derek Carr is, what level he is as a starting quarterback in the NFL. I always... Cut those guys some slack. You bench a franchise quarterback. What do you think they're going to do? I mean, you know, like people will be like, wow, Ryan Fitzpatrick dealt pretty well. With he- He's not the franchise. If you're Derek Carr, it is a divorce. If you bench me, you don't play me again. It's, Eli Manning was, he dealt with that a little bit better. But when people were suggesting that in Pittsburgh, oh, they should sit Roethlisberger down. Like, okay, sit him down, but he ain't ever going back in there. You know, these, these guys are, uh, they're petulant. They have chips on their shoulder. They're not not thoughts
1: on that. Like, so first of all, you know, I I love emotion. Like, I mean, I am, I, I love when, when men can express emotion. I, I think the world's problems could be solved if we could actually tell each other, we love each other, but Derek Carr, you can't cry at every press conference. Like, I mean, at a certain point, (laughs) you've got some serious emotional problems. Like, I mean, my favorite scene I ever wrote on Last Man Standing was when Caitlin Deaver tells Nancy Travis that she wants to go to the Air Force Academy because she wants to give back to this country that's given so much to her. And it's like both actresses are crying. There's not a joke to be found. It's just this amazing moment where a character on TV is actually saying the people that that this country has done the most for never consider serving. That would be, you know, like it's that that's Donald Trump. Like those are losers. The people that go into the military are losers. Like so this was a scene of like a a kid who's very well off, who says, I want to give something back. And it's like pure emotion. I love emotion but Derek Carr getting teary eyed after every loss, like, and then what he talks about is the locker room and the guys and the team and the camaraderie. And then it's like, Oh, I'm not starting F those guys. I could give an F about the rest of those guys. They can go, they can go fend for themselves. I'm not going to go through game film with those guys. Stidham can, I could give a crap about Stidham and his future. It's like, I don't know. It just doesn't, it doesn't seem right or classy, um, I'm going to take a sabbatical now. Obviously, what McDaniel's wanted to avoid was a hot finish by Carr. He's definitely not going to pick up that deal, right? They're definitely that's. So I don't want you to throw for a thousand yards in the last two weeks and then have to, you know. Better- yeah, he feels betrayed. He feels betrayed by the guy Notice who tried every to get- coach who's lost his job because he sucks. They also okay. feel betrayed.
0: I don't know. I, I, I have a hard time hanging the, the Raiders 22 on Derek Carr entire or, or anything close to entirely. Isn't doesn't it lay bare once again that would Bill you hang Belichick? The Rams,
1: Would you hang the Rams loss on him? The 17-16 Rams loss to a quarterback who had been uh with the team for three hours when he lost to Baker Mayfield? I don't know. I okay, just think fair. he's not very good but the whole idea of a, you have a franchise quarterback who's maybe top 20. That's not a franchise heading anywhere. And Josh McDaniels realized he was just going to be another name on the Derek carnage list. And so he, he, uh, he cut, he, he cut bait wisely. Um, it's a teardown. So anyway. Okay. But is
0: Josh McDaniels now, is this, is this a winning position for the head coach leader of men? Like, I'll bench you. I'll I'll fill. I'll I'll sing songs about you until um, I am in peril, and then I'm going to throw you under the bus. Car. The the irony of of that statement notwithstanding. Well, I, is, I don't know. This, I don't know who. Not,
1: this is every head coach self preservation move, right? It's like uh, we got to fire this offensive coordinator, right? They just start firing their best friends until it finally gets to them. So that's not new. I just think that. McDaniels realized the ceiling with that quarterback was pretty low. He wasn't, you know, he he you're not you're not a contender if that guy's your quarterback. So Okay, a-
0: listen, if you get Tom Brady, and that's a fun discussion too. And boy, we were talking about it on extra points. Is it possible that the QB carousel is going to spin even faster than it's been spinning the last half decade or so this upcoming offseason? Tom Brady to Vegas, maybe Derek Carr is not going to be there. So where's he going to be? The Jets, unless Aaron Rodgers has already claimed the starting gig for the Jets. Can Tua ever come back? I think he will. I think it's a little overstated that he's never going uh, to take an NFL snap. But how comfy are you if you're the Dolphins? Deshaun Watson has been mediocre and best up in Cleveland. I don't think he's going to go anywhere, but man, there are some spots like Denver can't get out from the Russ contract. And um, I don't know, unless they just outright cut him and eat that deal, man, it is going to be another great offseason, And we haven't even started the postseason yet. So let's talk about that. We have to give our best bets here. And then also Hench just touched on it. Goat and goat of the week. Will be replaced in just a few minutes by Goat and Goat of the Year. It's it's a Shecky Award. It's the inaugural Shecky Award for Goat and Goat of the Year. And Hench and Spaghetti get the honors for that one. I'll take care of the rest of the business, including Fruit of the Year and Best Movie I Saw This Year. Um, stick around for all that. Hench says he loves drama, he loves tears. He may be the one issuing them. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Well, I don't know what fruit you're rooting for. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. Have you been betting with Caesars Sportsbook and Casino app? If so, good job. Keep it up because every bet earns with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, you're getting closer to amazing perks like game tickets, free stays, bonuses, and more. And if not, well, when you do get started, your first bet is on Caesars. Register with promo code OmahaFull and place your first bet up to $1,250 if you win congratulations if you don't you'll get your stake back as a free bet 21 and over offer valid and must be physically present in arizona colorado illinois indiana iowa kansas louisiana michigan new jersey new york pennsylvania tennessee virginia west virginia and wyoming only new users and first 10 plus wager only must register with an eligible promo code bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss maximum bet credit 1250 dollars. must be used within 14 days of Receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. see Caesars.com/slash promos for full terms. Voidware prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem, Arizona, call one 800 next step. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino. Call one 800 522 4700 Indiana, call one 800 922 with it. Iowa, call 1 800 bets off. Louisiana, call 1 877 770 stop. Licensed through Horseshoe Bossier City and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1 800 270 7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1 800 gambler or West Virginia. Visit 1 800 gambler.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369.
1: Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be.
0: Okay, let's get into it then, fellas. Let's start it off with our best bets heading into NFL Week 17. And if you want to make a bet, pick on that, TCU, Michigan, and or Ohio State and Georgia have at it. Take it away, Kevin Hench.
1: All right. Well, um, I'll share, this is maybe more of the heart, but it's, you know, Ohio State, Michigan, whenever you argue about the great rivalries in all of sports is always right there, right? It's And so as fans, the fact that we could get that title game makes me want it so bad mm-hmm. that I'm going to pick both those teams that, you know, like that's, you know, maybe I'm not thinking it all the way through, but it would just be awesome. That, yes. that level of hatred with those stakes. So let's, let's make it happen. Let's all, all let's all bet on Ohio state and Michigan. And then, and then we'll, will it to happen. Um, Oh, my God, that would be tremendous. Agree completely, and I hate rematches
0: in college football. I hated when Florida got another shot at Florida State. What was that, 96, 97-ish in the Sugar Bowl? You already lost to them. That's the way college football is structured, that you don't get it. That's why it's so dramatic and so severe that you get one shot, and then you have to wait a whole nother year if you ever get another shot. I hated it when uh, Bama missed two field goals in Tuscaloosa against LSU. And they're like, yeah, but the kid missed the field goals or otherwise they might've won that game. Like, well, so what? They didn't make them. You don't get, they don't get to go back and get a rematch. And yet I really want this to happen. I'm with you hundred percent. I've seen Georgia. TCU is cute, but Michigan, Ohio state, you're right. The best rivalry in sports, because it always is significant to at least one of the two teams playing in it. And obviously the stakes wouldn't, couldn't be, any greater than for the natty so yes let's all root for that to happen and i think ohio yeah. state's gonna do it
2: can i pop in here with because i know yes. that i did give out that that ohio state plus 750 a couple of weeks back and originally i did think this might be the best 4-1 uh game i think that ohio state has a real shot obviously the receiving group is better than some nfl teams certainly my giants um cj Stroud, i still believe in i think he does a lot of things well not great at anything but does everything pretty good I, the more, more I've been looking at this TCU Michigan game and, uh, and check your friend, uh, Sam Acho, um, did the halftime report on that great ball I don't know if you guys watched the holiday ball last night. Oregon, uh, with Bo yeah, Nix, and North Carolina, Drake May, awesome matchup, awesome QB matchup, great game on a miserable field. But at, at halftime, they said something interesting about how, number one, Michigan obviously are, they're a rush first team. You have three weeks to now figure out how to stop the run, which I think is a little bit easier than stopping a complex pass game, which leads into the next point. TCU, obviously max in great season, but a sunny Dykes offense is not something that Michigan is kind of used to. They're used to the more, you know, Iowa type offenses that are, are miserable. And now I'm thinking, hmm, Maybe TCU actually has the better chance of winning this games over Michigan. Not to pull off my Ohio State uh, pick that I gave out, but I, I I would not be. I I think now I'd be less shocked if TCU won over uh, Ohio State.
0: Wait, TCU to beat Michigan? Michigan, yeah, less I'm, surprising yes. than Ohio State beating. I I hear you. You heard me on extra points uh, spaghetti. I said that to Sal and Weiss already. Yeah, it's that classic bowl game kind of matchup two regions like well we know that you know ground and pound three yards in a cloud of dust ohio state should push TCU around but we also don't know um how michigan's going to react to what tcu wants to do in the throw it all over the place big 12 yeah it's a very interesting matchup well it is uh, you
1: know the best the best historic result would be michigan versus ohio state that would just be incredible for all times the worst would be Ohio state TCU. You know, it, 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 I mean, <laughs> it at least Georgia is a dynasty. Like they might be mid dynasty. You, you know that, but, but like TCU, <laughs> nobody wants TCU in that final. Oh, well, probably it'll happen. All right. NFL. And um, by the
0: way, Ohio state plus six and a half is my official pick for these uh, two semifinal games. That's my favorite bet of the, uh, the ones out there for you among
1: those. For two. Sure. Um, Okay. So I, it's always wild when you have to, when you, the game, the teams, the picks in the NFL that you like are bad teams, but I like the Browns plus two against the commanders. I mean, I don't think either, you know, obviously neither of those teams is very good. Um, I, I, you know, I just, I, every time I start to believe in the commanders, I mean, obviously the Carson Wentz thing is, is, you know, I think a downgrade, frankly, um, but uh I I just you know they, they don't belong in the playoffs. They shouldn't be in the playoffs. Nobody wants them in the playoffs, you know, uh, people want Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. that that makes sense. Hopefully the Browns do one thing right this year and and knock off the commanders. um the other bad team that I, I agree
0: like, with that, I agree with you about that Browns pick. Yes, I don't get the Carson Wentz move at all
1: and then and then the other bad team that I like this week is the Cardinals plus three against another bad team, the Falcons. I mean, you watch those the Cardinals play defense against the Bucks last week and Tom Brady, and like they were flying to the ball. like, like they were really playing hard. And if they bring that level of intensity against the lowly Falcons, uh, they're they're gonna they're gonna win out right. Now, shifting to good teams, uh, that I think I like. you're wrong about that. I mean, i,
0: I wouldn't touch that game. You're have these two bum teams, But I will say Arizona is super weird in that they overdid it time. Uh, and company kind of feel like they overdid. It's like, yeah, you want Swiss Army knife guy on defense, but you but you don't need four or five of those guys on the field like what what do you do in Arizona? You need some traditional run stuffing guys to mix in there with all these uh all these wild pieces. I mean they are they're, they're fascinating, and I'd love to have one of those guys on my team, not not the the four that they have. but anyway, continue
1: uh and then switching to good teams, you know I've been I've been on the Giants lately. I just, they get, they, they beat the number, they get results only giving five and a half against the Colts, uh, who, I mean, they're out of options at quarterback, right? I don't know. How are you gonna, how are you gonna score 10 points if you're the Colts? So, uh, I like the giants to cover that relatively small number. Uh, and then the other good team that I think we have to, to admit is a good team, is the Jaguars only only giving four at the Texans. You know, I picked the Jets last week against the Jags. Uh, I really love that Jets defense, but in bad conditions against a good defense, Trevor Lawrence moved the ball up and down the field. I mean, he was making great decisions when he decided to run and he put his foot in the ground. So physically formidable, you know, and then you're watching Zach Wilson on the other side. You're like, you're not physically you don't you don't present any problems for the defense whereas Trevor Lawrence like can make all the throws and then he's a horse you know I mean he's you know Josh Allen's size and so I, I really I I think the Jags obviously um by the time you're listening to this the Cowboys will have blown out the Titans you know and the Jags are going to the playoffs and uh not going to be an easy out I mean that that team is good.
0: Boy, you're real. uh, You're bullish on them. I guess you're 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 maybe a little overly optimistic. Obviously, Tennessee going about it uh, one way. I I think you're right that the Jags and Peterson are going to field the full uh, the full roster. They're going to try to stay on a roll in advance of Week 18 and what will decide the AFC South. Um, But do but do watch that number. I I would say to everybody because if they, for all we know. Maybe between the time Hench says this and the time the game kicks off, Doug Peterson will announce. Yeah, you know what? We're going to let uh, Trevor sit this week. I don't suspect that that's the way they're going to approach it. I think they're going to do the opposite of what Rabel does. Well, I
1: also think like it. There is like a psychological uh, eight and nine versus nine and eight, right? Yes. Like, you don't want to. You don't want to limp into the playoffs under five hundred. I mean, what's crazy is that. The Bucs should be in last place, right? These games that the Bucs have found a way that that game against the Saints when Ingram didn't fall forward and then down 10 to to the Cardinals in the fourth quarter. Like that that team, as we said in the summer, like we had all these other teams that could win that division and the Bucs are going to win it anyway for no good reason.
0: The, you know, the war of attrition that goes on for the 17 weeks and then into the playoffs, I get that. But we've seen it too many times and it doesn't impact every playoff team. But you do introduce a new factor that otherwise wouldn't be there when you're like gear down, fellas, you know, take it easy this week. But then we got to gear back up next week is not great in a collision sport. It might work in baseball, but I don't know that. The Titans are going to be like, turn it back on, guys. We got a big one next week. Last week was, uh, remember, I told you, uh, one week sabbatical for everybody who matters. I don't know that that's a a good way to approach these games late in season, even though you might suffer a terrible injury. That would be the downside to it. I'm going to go with, I have very few because these, these games are, um, you know, there are a lot of teams playing for something and some teams kind of not. I like the Browns because I think they really do as a franchise, need some good news here. Watson has been bad so far this year. He's been worse than Jacoby Brissett since he got into the lineup. Stefanski's job feels kind of, his hold on it is kind of tenuous. I think they show up for that game, and they're playing Carson Wentz, for goodness' sake. Um, The number that jumps out to me that's a little weird is the Patriots at home only giving two and a half to Teddy Two Gloves. I I, I don't, uh, that defense should be able to stop that offense and generate enough offense against that defense to scratch out a win at home, Belichick um, it, it's almost fishy enough that it makes me want to go with the dolphins. And that is not a pun that I'm intending there. Uh, how say you though, you're watching the Patriots more intently than I am. Hench is that, am, am I wrong on how this one shapes up? It shouldn't it, it be it's a- so?
1: like, it's, it's wild when you watch how inept the Patriots are on offense, you know, and and they seem very poorly coached too. They just make tons of mistakes, pre-snap penalties, delay a game, uh, can't block anybody, uh, can't pa- can't throw the ball more than three yards down the field. And you're like, are we still talking about the playoffs? Like it's like it's bizarre. Like this this offense is terrible. The special teams have been an abomination. Like cost them a game in Minnesota on the roughing the punter. Just you know, folk has been sh- folk's been short from forty. How do you see a guy short from 40? Hilarity is the worst punter in football. Like the special teams are a mess. The offense is terrible. And, you know, the defense, Judon and Uche get to the quarterback. But like you look at those smurf corners and it's like, I don't really know how they hang in games. And certainly last week when it was 22 zip, you're like. Well, they're not going to hang in this game. And then they shut out Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase in the second half. So you're basically doing it with one phase. And the question is, can that phase Mm -hmm. keep Teddy two gloves and and those receivers under wraps? And, you know, uh, it's a big stay away for me because who can figure out either of these teams? um you know it, well you if can figure I, him out they don't have two i know
0: people uh, he's he's the punching boy of everybody including nfl defenders and when you punch him he gets concussed but um i you know it is a significant drop off we saw that this isn't this isn't me speculating you saw what happens when the dolphins don't have two in there you saw it two months ago they're much worse i i mean uh, I, I think it's a but I did have, by the way, I did have Uche Judon noodles um, just oh, last nice. night. A little spicy, <laughs> but but very good. I can give you the number for the local ramen place if you want.
1: Um, That's when they when they meet at the quarterback and he becomes his body becomes a noodle. That's an ah, Uche Judon noodle. Um, gotcha. So I, but I, I, I don't maybe I don't think it's as big a drop off as you do. Um, you know. I, I would I would actually take the Dolphins and the and the and the couple of points. I also don't like. I also you don't, the don't like Dolphins the, Hawks. To the, you the Dolphins going to the Super Bowl. You had the Dolphins go to the Super Bowl.
0: Okay, but their starting quarterback is out. I mean, they're, they're, I know, at some point I get the, the back point off. is he
1: played for the four games in a row that they lost. So you know if the
0: anybody know if the Chargers have asked about me? I still haven't. I don't know what's up with the chargers i haven't heard back from them since i dropped them a line the other night really what late. are you I offering <laughs> my support again i'm back i'm back no i don't know I, i'm not back i'm not back yet i'm i just am wishing them well i do think that they'll take care of the six and a half that they're laying at
1: home in the battle i,
0: I brown.
1: don't know if i agree with that i i they, the chargers are just drive me nuts because i uh, that, that <laughs> colts game should have been 51 to three You're watching, you're like, what, you know, but hey, before Justin Herbert goes to the Hall of Fame, can he score 20 points? Like, I don't like, what are these point totals? Like, it's insane. They don't score. I mean, fantasy football owners in the two weeks of the fantasy football playoffs, he has zero TDs and three picks.
0: It's very strange. By the way,
1: you're welcome.
0: By the way, I got kicked out of one fantasy league. You might've heard about that. Um, In my family fantasy league, I came in dead last and I tried and it has little kids in it. And that shows um, what fantasy football can do to one's brain and uh, and the luck involved in it. Because I'm also in a league. I'm also in another fantasy league, an expert fantasy league with these fantasy people, people who do it for a living. It's Michael Fabiano's league. I'm in the finals of that one. My quarterback, Justin Herbert um anyway go ahead there well, i'm sorry
1: it's uh, uh i know this is this is bitter but you're almost at the end of your at your That's your right. prison sentence you'll be back but i was thinking of this I? Irony because ham i don't even know if you remember john ham from our league um heard of him. he lost to elliot in the okay. semis so he lost to the guy he should have voted out right so it's like Elliot voted you out. You have an opportunity to vote someone out. You should have voted Elliot out. Elliot beats you in the semifinals and is favored to win the championship. What if Elliot just comes back and votes John Hamm out again? Be
0: like, I hope it happens.
1: I, I, I pray for it. You could have voted this guy out. You could have voted this guy out. Anyway. I'm all right. delightful and I'm a man of peace. Why, why was I voted
0: out? Don't get me angry again. This is a time of celebration. We're settling all hash here on the last episode to settle a little bit of football hash. One last pick for you. I have to do it. It's a spiritual pick. Pittsburgh Steelers over the Baltimore Ravens in charm city. Steelers are getting two and a half. And I like them to win the game outright there. Ty Huntley. Boy, the Ravens. Some of the parts, not uh the uh, sum is not as great as the parts would seem to be. And I know they are deficient in terms of some personnel. Still, they should be better. I thought Ty Huntley would, okay. So Lamar Jackson has to sit down. I thought Ty Huntley would be able to scratch out some points. He he is a guy who you could make a case, can whip it around a little bit better, not run as effectively, but the the Paltry showing on offense is just inexplicable, especially with Ronnie Stanley in there. I don't get that. Um, and I also, by the way, I think we're getting swept up in this Aaron Rodgers comeback thing. I don't think, I think it ends at home against the Vikings, who are the better football team this year. I like the Vikings to win in Lambo outright and stay on the heels of the Eagles. Eddie Spaghetti, take it away. Your best bets.
2: Okay. Um, I'll start here with some college bets, uh, before I get to the the CFP, I'll go my Irish and, the uh, South Carolina Gamecocks. I actually like the Gamecocks in this game. I believe last I checked, they were getting, uh, three and a half points down in Florida. Nice, easy, warm weather game. Uh, Spencer Rattler is basically like playing for his, you know, future career. And he's been really, really hot as of late. Um, Obviously like that blowout win versus Tennessee, albeit without Hendon Hooker, Notre Dame is missing. Michael Mayer, they're making the switch. Uh, Drew Pine transferred to ASU. So they're going back to Tyler Buckner. It was pretty underwhelming for a guy that, you know, pretty high, expectations um obviously Notre Dame's offensive line and running game is dominant and that, that'll still be a factor but um not to give them an excuse but I just don't think Notre Dame's like you know heart is really in this game they're looking forward to next year where they should have a very 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 good team and um I just think that this game South Carolina could steal it and I, I like if them they the get if they
0: half. do wind up with Sam Hartman from from Wake that's gonna make for a scary team in 2023 it should up be there really I'll tell you this about uh, uh, Mayer. I think that he's going to fall in the draft because of Kyle Pitts, and they're not comparable players at all. Think more Gronk. Not a lot to put on a kid coming out of uh, college. I'm not saying he's going to have the career that Gronk has had, but think Bavaro, Gronk type of guys who can do both things, which is be a hammer in the run game and catch the ball and be a matchup nightmare. I think he's going to fall. And for all the needs of my favorite team, I wouldn't mind hearing them call that name if if they could land him because that matchup difficulty. I mean, watch Gronk, watch Travis Kelsey. When you have a guy at that position that can make such hay in the pass catching, but then also contribute in the run game. Man, that's that's uh that tight end who can do that, and they're rare who can do that, should be on that short list of like if you want to win a Super Bowl and you get one of those guys, you got that much closer to doing it when you have that kind of a, a weapon. I think he's I think he's that kind of guy.
2: Right, Spaghetti? I know you're in love. Well, with I mean, I love him to be a giant, but if the Giants do clinch the playoffs, I don't think there's any shot he'll he'll drop that far. I actually think it's going to go the other way. I think that he's going to get be a guy that right now is probably sitting safely in the top. 12 to 15 range i think the minute he works out he interviews they're gonna be like yeah this guy's a gem and he's gonna go actually higher so i i, I would not be shocked if he's a fringe top eight to ten pick um he does everything well yeah uh, he's it. athletic he's a great blocker great run blocker um he just is he, he's a specimen he's an awesome that's why i call him baby gronk because of, of all the stuff he does uh well, really well in the field so uh, but in I, the
0: copycat I, league it's funny because then i wonder with tua um And Russell Wilson now like Daniel Jeremiah has decreed, oh, Russ is done like he he, he can't do it anymore. He doesn't he, he doesn't have the the quick twitch that he had anymore. And so it's over for him. I wonder if now pro football evaluators go back to where they were before Russ arrived, which is like, oh, he's he's smallish. Yeah, we can't go for Bryce Young. We're going to we're going to. Hang the entire franchise on Bryce Young, is five foot ten. I wonder legitimately, I, I think Tua well, it isn't done or anything, but I do think that maybe some personnel guys are gonna be a little more cautious with the smallish guys coming out of school.
1: Yeah, go ahead, Tyler, go again. Tyler oh, certainly go ahead. uh uh hurt yeah, right, thought, right. Yep, I mean, yeah, you know, this is could not get first downs. And as soon, I mean, it's funny, Sal was bellyaching all year about Russ just you know, refusing to take off and run, you know? And it's like when that is what makes you special because if everyone's covered, you just tuck it and run up the middle for 18 yards and slide, you know, and obviously Kyler with that level of speed. But if you're like, yeah, I'd rather not do that anymore. I'd rather just throw it out of bounds. You're like, Oh, well, now you're a smurf pocket passer, which nobody wants to draft that guy. (laughs) Like if you're yeah, not you're
0: Lamar not. Jackson's long and lean, obviously he doesn't, uh, you know, he's not six feet tall. He's a tall guy, but I mean, two straight seasons month off in the big spot in the, in the regular season. Like, you know, I, this thing of that. I evaluators keep doing it. They keep going on radio shows and TV shows. Like you can't succeed in today's NFL. If your quarterback can't run a little bit, it's like you sure. Cause Matthew Stafford beat Joe burrow in the super bowl. I don't know if you saw that, you know, uh, Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes waged war in, uh, a, a, you know, in the Super Bowl. And then in the title game before that, none of those guys would qualify as running QBs. I know Burrow can take off a little bit, but I don't think this thing of that. What Jalen Hurts is doing is is a thing that you have to get that or else you're really uh, behind the eight ball in the NFL at this point. Well,
1: but it's kind of wild. And, you know, you know, you know, they've talked about the elbow a lot with Josh Allen midseason. Um, and I, you know, I don't know if he's right, but the thing, you know, he runs the ball great and he tramples guys, but he also throws the ball to the other team in the red zone constantly. It's like, that's not good, buddy. And if that you know, if that is a result of being dinged, you know, yeah. How, how long can these guys, you know, Josh Allen dishes out abuse when he t- takes off, like, how long can you be Earl Campbell and play quarterback? Uh, it's a good question. Eric
0: Lindros dealt out a lot of uh, abuse too until Scott Stevens abused him. And that was the end of Eric Lindros. That, I mean, that's what happens to the big guys. They're always in those collisions spaghetti. You have more uh, best bets
2: to get through here. Yeah. I just feel like I uh, owe it to give out picks for the CFP. So I know we just talked about it briefly with the Horn frogs in Michigan. I think seven and a half is um, it's a really good number. Obviously it's why Vegas is Vegas. I think that though, At the end of the game, Michigan... We'll just find out a way to bleed the clock. Um, but I, I do think that they will pull away. So I will actually side with Michigan in this game. Uh, reversely, I do think Ohio State getting the six and a half, uh, I I do like. Um, I said it before, I just think that Cedar has something to prove. And Georgia hasn't really been super tested this year. I mean, obviously the game, the closest game was was that Tennessee game. It was in the rain. Hen and Hooker didn't play that well. Um, you know, they blew out LSU in the um, the SEC championship. Like, they haven't been super tested, I think this game will be the closest game that Georgia probably plays all year. Um, I do think both games will be close and be, will be interesting late in the fourth quarter, but um, so I will go with Michigan, um, but TCU gives them a, a heck of a run. And I do think that Ohio state will keep it close. Ultimately Georgia will win. We will get chalk in the championship, but it'll be two very, very good games. Um, this- I like,
0: I like the attitude though. Like since the Michigan game, maybe even before the Michigan game ended for Ohio state, the buzz has, has gained steam that like somehow Ohio state is some paper champ now it's all fraudulence or something they're all right everybody and and now you've imposed a chip on their shoulder deal with that georgia i think that i really do think they're gonna win out here and show everybody who's boss now think the idea that ohio
1: state how about this hedge um tease we want michigan to play ohio state tease michigan down and ohio state up like two team teaser fun for the dream matchup
0: Love it. Good, right? Love it. I got to say,
1: teasers are supposed to be terrible, right? This is a great way to lose money. And when I look at all the bets I've made this year, it's like my teasers are coming in, in like 85%. Like, a, you know, in the NFL particularly, like when you te- – the Chiefs so often don't cover, but they don't lose. Like every time you just right. want to throw the Chiefs into a teaser, they take care of their their part of, of the business just on the teaser part. If you bet the Chiefs outright, you've been murdered against the spread. Um, but I think like, you know, for example, tonight if you tease the Cowboys down, that's not going to be a one-score game. And then and then you uh tease the Chiefs down against the Broncos. So there's there's two locks. So then pick any other game you want. I'll on tell the you what it is. It's Brock it, it's Brock
0: Purdy's Niners laying 10. Against Stidham's Raiders.
1: Garrett Stidham's Raiders. Or or tease the Steelers up to 12. Or the Browns up to 12. There's so many good options once you lock in the Cowboys and Chiefs on your three-team
2: teaser. I agree. Yeah. I'll, uh, I think it's it for college for me. Um, but yeah, again, I think, you know, people always say Georgia has so much NFL talent in their field. Well, so does Ohio state, which is why I think that'd be right. a good game. And then um, I think Michigan it's their best point differential um, in like a hundred years. I think they're going to have like an awesome, uh, like I could see this game going one of two ways where, it's people kind of underrated Michigan all year that I haven't really been as talked about as some other teams, and uh, I think they're a very, very good, very, very good team. And Harbaugh's doing a heck of a job with them. But again, the Sonny Dykes uh, exotic offense may give them some fits, but uh, I would not be shocked if um, you know if Michigan actually does handle them pretty well. But for my NFL picks, I'll breeze through them. Jags uh, giving four to Texans. Jags need to win. Trevor Lawrence playing the best ball of his year. He's finding all his different weapons, making Evan Ingram and Zay Jones and uh, uh, Christian Kirk useful targets. Uh, That's all I need to say about that game. They should handle them pretty simply. Uh, Cardinals getting back called McCoy. I like the Cardinals plus three. Uh, James Conner has been good again. Uh, The Falcons with Desmond Ritter have not been good. They're missing a lot of guys. Uh, I like the Cardinals on the road there. Uh, Hench talked about the Giants a bit, giving five and a half. They're getting back Adore Jackson. According to practice reports, he was limited today, which is a very, very good sign. Xavier McKinney has a shot to play too. Um, If those guys are in with Nick Foles playing, and obviously the Colts missing guys like Johnny, than Taylor, uh, I, I like the Giants to roll this one. The Giants know they have to win. They're going to be at home. The crowd's going to be insane. Uh, the Giants will win that game. And uh, the Seahawks at home are getting a point and a half versus the Jets. I, I mean, the one of the best home field advantages in football. The weather's going to be a little bit rainy and chillier. I, I still am not fully bought into this Mike White thing. We're supposed to believe that he is some otherworldly quarterback. The Jets have been struggling uh, in a number of phases. Their defense is great, but I do think this could be a Geno rebound game because the Seahawks are basically fighting for their playoff lives in this game. The Niners, minus nine and a half. Again, Jared Stidham, his entire career, he has two touchdown passes. He has four interceptions. His completion percentage is like barely above 50 at 52 and a half. I know he's not throwing a ton of passes, only like sixty-one attempts. But this is not an NFL quarterback. He's playing on arguably the best defense in the league. I feel like Christian McCaffrey is going to have uh, a, a great game for the the Niners. So I like the Niners in this game uh, a ton. And uh, I think that that's it, all my bets. So yeah.
0: All right. Well done. We'll look. Uh, we'll look forward to that. I'm really excited. Uh, I'm with it you. It is Hinge, wild
1: that, that you know, like the. And I mean, I probably am guilty of this too, because Zach Wilson is so bad that you're like, anything would be an upgrade. Literally anybody, including a guy I had never heard of coming in at, at the end of the game and just marching him down the field. I mean, so, so what was his name? Streveler? Streveler? Okay. So Zach Wilson's last seven possessions totaled 78 yards and then streveler came in and marched them 84 yards on his first possession and you're like oh so the ball can be moved like this guy's doing it you're just terrible so then it is like it we treat it like we're going from david woodley to dan marino it's like mike white's under center like it's like <laughs> Wait, I what are we know. talking about he's not great there's a reason he's not a starter in the NFL, but that, that said a huge upgrade over. over it is the- super yeah.
0: embarrassing. It's like the Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, like, Hey, this is a tough offense, you know, good luck. You, anybody else making it go? It is. It reminds me of like the uh, the late seventies sitcom bit of like the man struggling to this jar, It's too tight. <laughs> and, so, and then the, 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 the wife picks it up and whoop, pops it open. Yeah, It's kind of like that. Like, yeah. What excuse you have now, Zach Wilson? Yeah. <laughs> like, Gary Wilson's, the yeah.
1: Garrett Wilson's <laughs> wide open. Well, I don't understand. <laughs> what was the problem here? It's Elijah Moore's open. What? Why couldn't you find these guys? What's oh, interesting, man. too,
0: is you talk about, you know, there are this many quarterbacks to fill this many available positions. I feel like the Jets are maybe the most desirable position, and there could be a fight between Tom Brady and Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers to get that gig which would be a funny turn. It's always these teams throwing money at the big brand QB, but what would be better? I mean, especially in the big apple and all of that and playing hero to the jets and their long suffering fan base. And practically speaking, the weapons are there for you. You walk in, the defense is going to be nice. Bryce Hall, will be, uh, Brees Hall will be back. There's a much to like. If you could step into that situation for one year, that'll be a fun off season storyline as well. But All right. We'll save that for 2023. And now a quick break.
3: With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Robert Half research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having
4: difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
0: Let's get into it,
4: fellas.
1: The 33rd Annual Shecky Awards. Oh, this is exciting. A lot of pressure, obviously. Um, once we do our goat and goat for the year, yeah, then then do we do we weigh in on your selections? Will there be a round table? or will you just kind of go? Do we have well, to- I mean, if
0: you're asking, if you're if you're asking for me to cut you loose, you know, let you out of school early. I, no, I, no, no, mean, no, no, no.
1: I I want to listen. I just like if you. No, if I you want can- I I I encourage feedback. Okay, good. Not if that it will change a, anything. A, Not that there's a blue. If you come up yeah. with an unacceptable apple, Eli Apple, the fruit of the year. Um, as I've already stated, the Envy
0: Apple ruled itself out by its shameful. Uh, it's it's the same as Joe DiMaggio. The Envy Apple was on a DiMaggio hit streak kind of streak for fruit. It went for at minimum like 18 months of being good. And apples or any other fruit should not be good month after month after month. It should take a few seasons off, but not the Envy Apple. Then all of a sudden I'm singing songs about it. And I'm putting it into the Hall of Fame, maybe prematurely. And all of a sudden it no-shows. It has been a complete no-show this year. So there will be a new fruit of the year by the
1: end of these Shecky Awards. You know, maybe it's maybe the envy apple is not Joe DiMaggio. Maybe you're Joe DiMaggio and the envy apple is Marilyn Monroe. And the envy apple still hot as can be. You're just uh-huh. tired of banging the envy apple because you've nailed the envy apple so many times in the last 18 months. It's just human nature. Like Marilyn Monroe is like, I'm still hot. It's on you, Yankee Clipper. Just think about it. Think
0: about yeah. The I'm over. I'm over here making cheap, uh, second-rate coffee pot ads. You're right. Maybe maybe I need to take a look at the man in the mirror. All right, here we go. We'll get to the goat and goat of the year presented by Hench and Spaghetti in just a moment. Here in the meantime, let's get to it. I'll start it off. It's sort of like you know how the Oscars. they always start with one that. Is meaningful it matters what wins they do best supporting actor let's start it off with the uniform matchup of the year always a always a tough race and we'll start it off with the victory bell game yes a pat on the back to the man in the mirror Dave Damashek and Pete Carroll and Rick Neuheisel who put their heads together back in 2007 I think it was and decided to go back to both teams wearing their home jerseys when they play each other in the victory bell game UCLA, USC, always gorgeous to look at, no matter how good the quality of the game is itself. Next, Chargers wore their gold pants at the Raiders in their black jerseys. That was heaven. Chiefs wore their all-white at the Chargers, who wore their gold pants and their powder blue jerseys and their white helmets. It was 1967 all over again. I departed the planet Earth, watched the game from up on cloud nine for its entirety. It was gorgeous stuff. Chargers at Chiefs looked very good, too. I'm sorry. Recurring theme. If you have good uniforms, you're going to show up on this list quite a bit. Best college matchup I saw. Tennessee, when they wore their orange pants at Georgia in their classic red jersey, red hats, beautiful stuff. San Francisco, 49ers against the Atlanta Falcons in the Falcons' throwbacks. The black jersey, the red hat looked nice. Detroit Lions at the Patriots and the Patriots' throwbacks. Pat Patriot, great. Steelers at Browns. Rust Belt, classic. Those uniforms would look atrocious if they were between two, let's say Florida based teams, but in the rust belt, it looks just perfect. Brown and orange and yellow and black hideous, except for the good people up in that region of football America. But your winner is we just saw it on Saturday night.
1: It was the Raiders, at the Steelers, the silver and black, and the black and gold and beautiful stuff.
0: That's your uniform. Of the year, congratulations! Do you like that one, Hench? I know you hate uniforms, so I can't well, imagine. Well, it's you- funny okay. because
1: uh, as you were talking, I was looking at the screen and I thought my internet had frozen, but I realized I was just bored. That that was actually <laughs> my face. That was just my face. I was like, "Oh, I'm frozen." No, I'm just falling asleep as Damashek talks about rust-colored pants. Um, What's wrong with so, you? Why are you such big, a curmudgeon? But, but well, maybe that a, should be your New great, Year's resolution. It'll y- be a, a great. Creep. You know that you did the uniform of the year. How about these? How about this uniform matchup for all time? We were just talking about them. Joe DiMaggio in the Yankee pinstripes, number five, and Marilyn Monroe in the white dress over the Great. That's <laughs> there's a uniform matchup for all time, right? Woo! Hot stuff.
0: No, no one, no one likes your show off crap. No (laughs) one likes Eddie Spaghetti. You, you have some aesthetic sense. How say you? Was that the right call? Steelers at Pittsburgh. It's a beauty.
2: I, I know that you like the classics, and I do like the Steelers. But I feel like the Steelers are putting that matchup. I mean, the Raiders. Sorry, are putting their, that matchup on their back. I'm not a huge Steelers lover. I don't. I know it's unique. I know the one sided logo, and I know like I I I like the jerseys. Just the I don't know. It just doesn't. The AFC West is always the best in the NFL. Personally, I would have found an NHL matchup to go. With. I think there's been some really really good NHL, especially now with the reverse retros the newer reverse retros. There's been really really good ones. Um, I can't complain with yours again two classic matchups obviously the franco harris uh immaculate reception has some meaning into that game into that matchup but i probably would I have to sift through the nhl go there i think though you want to talk about you know we'll get to our goats and, and goats of the week uh or the year rather but Some of these NBA uniforms, I know they have a lot of new ones. I know it's all about selling them. There, there should be an all-time bad NBA stuff because you—I don't even know what teams are playing anymore. So that's my little spiel (laughs) on the NBA. I saw,
0: I saw (laughs) some Suns highlights the other day, and literally had that experience. Like, who the hell is the team in the turquoise? Wait, that's the Phoenix Suns. What happened here? You go, you. We, we, we're a society of laws. You can't just choose new colors. For a midweek matchup. What are we doing here, everybody? I agree with you. Oregon changes uniforms every week, but at least it's green and gold. You know, know, they're tethered to some sense of, of, of law. Okay, next category. Craziest thing to learn about if you fell into a coma last New Year's Eve and are just waking up right now. The nominees are. Will Smith assaulting Chris Rock on stage at the Oscars. <laughs> what? what? What happened? What, what for what? what? What what happened? Well, it's a long story. It had something to do with, with uh she had a bald head, he made a GI
1: Jane. What? But he it assaulted makes and sense. then what he it, went, makes, it makes less sense once you know the details. That, it makes less sense. And and uh, so then the, the
0: police came with they cuff him right there. No, no. They let him sit there for an hour and then they gave him the Oscar for doing it. Okay. Next, a team got rid of the QB. They used the first overall pick on three years ago, a guy who beat their big brother Steelers in Pittsburgh in a playoff game. So they could trade away draft picks to get and pay $238 million guaranteed for Deshaun Watson. (laughs) There's a team that did that on purpose imagine that this would be this this really should be the runaway winner in the category except you have to put the big asterisk it was the cleveland browns who did it so then you're like okay all right oh okay okay that makes a little bit of sense next ukraine is beating russia in a war that's pretty surprising i don't think anybody would have believed that no no military experts saw that one coming next Tom Brady retires, then unretires, then we find out he was trying to buy the Miami Dolphins for the last couple of years. Then he stinks and may or not win a division against Andy Dalton, Sam Darnold, and Desmond Ritter. That's surprising, but your winner <laughs> most surprising. Oh yeah, also in 2022, they overturned Roe v. Wade. 2022. What's this what year is this? Oh, what but century. your winner. Russell Wilson is worse worse at football than Geno Smith. That's
1: your winner,
0: everybody. <laughs> wow, well, not, not even a nominee.
1: You, you <laughs> the listed inaugural. the nominees and then in right. the envelope was a different – that's a surprise. It's my award show. I do it how okay. I want. It's the All craziest
0: right. thing to learn about if you fell into a coma last New Year's Eve and are just waking up right now. Congratulations to Geno Smith and Russell Wilson there. Um, spaghetti, very quickly to answer your question, best throwback or alt getup of 2022? I really liked what the Vancouver Canucks did. I really cool like what the I, I really like what the New England Patriots did. Obviously, I've been calling for Pat Patriot for a long time. Kind of liked what your Giants did wearing the '80s LT throwbacks. I'm not as crazy as everybody else is about that, but your winner is the San Jose Sharks wearing that powder blue and gold of the Golden Seals when they first came into the league in '67. It's heavenly stuff. Congratulations to them. And now, fellas. I cede the stage to you. It's time for the goat and goat, not just of the week, nay of 2022. Take it away. All right.
1: Well, I guess we'll go. What do you want to do, Spiad? Do you want to do our good goats first? That's it works for me. Yeah. Okay. So I'll do my good goat. Then you do your good goat. Then we'll do bad goats. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was so I was gonna do. You know, I was thinking about like good goat in the it, when you're when you're saying goat. There should be, I mean, we do it week to week, so it doesn't make any sense. This guy had a good game, therefore he's the greatest of all time. But when it's the end of the year, GOAT should apply in its true meaning, which is the greatest of all time. So I feel like it's gotten lost in the Warriors can't win on the road, can't, you know, win at home, can't win on the road. Steph Curry is 34. He's average. He's 34. He's averaging 30 points a game on 50% shooting. He's having an, you know, it's kind of accepted now. He's the greatest shooter of all time. He literally is the greatest of all time at this thing. The season he's having right now is so bonkers. 30 points a game on 50% shooting. He's 34. He's also averaging 6.8 rebounds a game. He's averaging more than 1.1 more rebounds than he's ever averaged in a season. He's 34. He's having his second best assist season in like 10 years. He's just he's the greatest of all time shooting the basketball and the greatest of all time at shooting the basketball is having arguably his greatest all around season. At 34, Hmm. at a position where it's hard to age well. So Steph Curry is my good GOAT, um, but obviously on a sad day, have to leave room for the true GOAT of GOATs, Pele. You know, when when we talk about sports, team sports, organized sports, we're basically just talking about the 20th century. Right. I mean, all of these sports didn't exist throughout human history. And then in right. the 20th century, somebody invented the sport. Then they got better at it. Then they invented television. Then we started watching it. Then we dedicated our entire lives to watching and talking uh, about sports. Pele for soccer was. Muhammad Ali, Tiger Woods, and Michael Jordan, right? So it's just, it's just a game, you kick a ball, and then it's like this guy became a global ambassador, you know, the greatest of all time. So still, when it's funny when you, you know, when they talk about Messi or Ronaldo and you're like, you know, who, you know, the greatest of all time is Pele. And then you compare everyone to Pele, like, it's like people don't still like talk about NBA players in the fifties, like the game is so far surpassed it. Nobody is like, this guy was the greatest basketball player of all time, but nobody could stop Bob Pettit. Like, but Pele's legend endures because he was so great for so long. So, so losing the goat of goats, very sad at the end here of 2022. Uh, and and so a shout out uh, to, to Steph Curry, um, being amazing at, at, at his advanced age. And then, and then Pele just being the unsurpassed greatest of all time at the most popular sport on planet earth.
0: Okay. Listen, you're, you're the soccer guy on this show. And so I will absolutely um, embrace what you say here. I, it's a conversation for another time because the same conversation you and me have argued about you, me, Simmons, and, and Sal have had this argument about like, how much are you going to get behind Bobby Orr when you've never seen him play a game? Somebody came at me, a twenty year old kid. You could tell by his profile on social media about Gordy Howe is better than Sidney Crosby. Like, how the hell would you know that? How would you? How, hey, twenty year old kid. Name me your five favorite Gordy Howe games. What were the best moments of his? What are you talking about? But I but hear your noise. He you Pele see, does you're, transcend. You're, you're,
1: but you you. You're the idiot in that argument. You don't even realize that you're the idiot. What Billy Bean taught us in Moneyball, which apparently you have not familiarized yourself with. I know, I get the argument. Is that watching the game can only confuse you. So what the reason... I look at Jim Brown and go, that guy was awesome. It's not because I have a series of highlights. I have the same 10 runs that you've seen, that we've all seen, you know, it's because I can see him versus the guys he played against. Same with Okay. But how, but I, but the point is how,
0: how, how passionate a defense of a guy who, I mean, you know, It kind of goes against what you're talking about. We vibe to it because we watch it, and so you're going to lean on the numbers to make the case. It just feels like it 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 lacks the the visceral juice of what where I'm coming from. How could you say that guy's
1: better when you've never seen him in high death? Like, where does it like what? Okay, listen, I,
0: I I welcome that conversation at a later date. Eddie Spaghetti, take it away.
2: All right. Well, mine, um, you know, I sent a bunch to you guys. I had the nominees and uh, to me, it was fairly easy. A lot of good, you know, uh, moments or athletes uh, in the calendar year of 2022. You know, Ovechkin just getting the 800 goal, Pujol 700 home run club, uh, you know, Serena Williams, Roger Federer, retire. That's more of a career spanning thing. They retired this year. We forget the NFL divisional round at the beginning of 2022. Every game was a walk off score. Very, very tight games. Um, Shohei Otani, obviously dominating the MLB pitching and hitting which some of you haven't seen but um, to stick with baseball I think this is a no brainer and you can call me a home or you can call me biased but Aaron Judge home run race he gets the goat uh, of 2022 because Homer. he not only I would, there's something about this home run record that It's like everyone kind of, even if you're not a huge baseball fan, you're still aware of either the single season or the all time record. You kind of know the guys who are involved. Can't really say that for every other sport. I mean, obviously we're different because we do this for a living, but baseball is that one thing that you really track and baseball has been suffering lately. And this somehow was just so big. It was bigger than baseball that people were tuning in. Obviously ESPN was cutting away to the, to every at bat. It reminded me of the Barry Bonds chase or reminded me of, you know, I was younger, but the 1998 obviously so uh, and, and Maguire, and, you know, getting Roger Maris's family there and him doing it in the pinstripes. And obviously, you know, him signing the contract, coming back to the Yankees is a huge deal uh, to me and to many Yankees fans. But just an awesome season. He wins the MVP, um, almost a triple crown winner. And uh, the Yankees didn't get it done in the playoffs, but he was a big part of that regular season push. He pretty much carried the team who dealt with a ton of injuries and just some lackluster play. So um, Aaron Judge, you get the Shecky Go, good goat of the 2022 year because of your amazing at the plate so thank you very much
1: all right and now well that you this, did a, the goat but now goat. you got to do the goat this that's a good goat that even yankee haters can get behind because that pursuit ground him down to a nub he was five eleven by the end of that pursuit <laughs> so so when they flamed out again in the playoffs as he dragged his tired carcass back to the dugout it was I'll,
0: glorious and also, you should love it, Hench, as a rival of of the Yanks is because that home run chase cost the Yankees way more money than they wanted to spend. And you would then assume means that they didn't get another player or three that they might otherwise have signed in this offseason,
1: right? I hope so. I mean, I can't really say anything since my baseball team <laughs> has know. decided not to try. Very strange. I mean, they're, they're, it'll be interesting. I think is it is it Monday, uh, Penguins, Bruins? Monday. And like, that's right. You know, yeah. where, like, is John Henry going to show up to root for his Penguins? Like, Ooh. Uh, this, is a, this is a perfect segue to my bad, my bad goat of the year. Oh, but uh-uh. real quick before I get to my bad goats, these these billionaire monsters. Uh, I, another, just want to I want to point. I raise a glass again to Steph Curry for winning an NBA championship last year. So I like guys that go, hey guys. Let's build something here. Let's win a championship together. I don't like guys like Kevin Durant who go, hey, who went 73 and nine last year? Can I join <laughs> them? Okay. So I can get my two titles. So I love the fact that Steph Curry won a title before Durant, obviously won two with Durant because you're you're already the best team in the league, but then won a title without Durant. So it's a little messier eh, Gretzky, right? Hey. I've won titles without you Kevin Durant. Your turn. Uh and maybe Durant will or he won't, but I just love the fact that Steph Curry, I did it without you. Then I did it without you again when I was much older and I and I'm still I'm still a better player than you are. Okay. Bad goats. So as sports fans, you know Spaghetti talks about, you know, Aaron Judge resigning like it's really nuts how beholden, like our happiness is to the whims of billionaires, like completely like, or the critical thinking or analysis of billionaires. Like you just, you just hope your team gets purchased by a billionaire who either knows enough to not get involved or actually knows what he's talking about. But like, so often you're like, Oh, I'm going to be miserable. You know, these commander fans, like you're going to have, you're going to be miserable for decades while this monster owns your team because he's a bad guy. So obviously as Red Sox fans, we had a great run. Now it seems like John Henry doesn't care at all about the Red Sox. He's got, you know, he's looking for an NBA team in Vegas, got a hockey team in Pittsburgh. He's got a soccer team in Liverpool. Oh, well, he doesn't care about us anymore. So now he's, now he's not a benevolent billionaire anymore, but I was really thinking in the wake of the, of the Franco Harris, uh, legacy, tragedy, sadness, you know, we were talking last week about that team, what that team meant to the city, how, how the city and the team became reflections of each other. Check you and I have talked a lot about the Rooney family and how different they are in a sea of monster, evil, scumbag billionaires, right? These somehow, and I don't know if it's because Mr. Rooney won the money at the racetrack I don't know how their moral compass has always had a true north. And in sports, whether you're Branch Rickey or uh, Don Haskins, uh, at Texas Western versus Adolph Rupp or Mr. Rooney, morality and success on the field can align when you're willing to have Jackie Robinson and Don Newcomb and Roy Campanella on your team or you're willing to start an all black starting five in the NCAA championship game. Cause they're the, they're the best guys you have. And when I think about um, Franco particularly and, and his parents and the city, just embracing this guy, Franco's Italian army, uh, his biracial pair, you know, his biracial parentage. And we were talking about those great Steelers and the Steeler willingness to go get Mean Joe Green from North Texas, to get Elsie Greenwood from Arkansas Pine Bluff, to get uh, Mel Blunt from Southern, to get John Stalworth from Alabama A and M. Like this is a franchise that made a commitment to looking for players. Now, obviously, it benefited them. They got a bunch of Hall of Famers like Donnie Shell from South Carolina State. So this is a, This is a. It's good that the the moral compass of the Rooney family has produced all of this success now if you look at Dan Snyder right i think about this 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 piece of shit, and imagine if someone in the steeler organization was sending nudes of cheerleaders right like sending hey i'm going to i'm going to send some like the Rooney family would lose their minds like that guy's parking space would be gone you know and it, and it's like and it it matters a a culture of immorality matters and so so commanders fans uh in, enjoy in, enjoy well good luck to you that you find a benevolent billionaire to take the team off the hands of of the scumbag who's owned your team for quite a long time however not Not the bad goat of the year, Dan Snyder, although quite a candidacy, because when we're talking about billionaire megalomaniacs, Elon Musk has just got to be the bad goat of like (laughs) this guy. Okay, this was the moment. So Elon Musk tweets out, do you want should the government pass this one point seven trillion dollar spending bill? And then, of course, all his, his fanboys are like, no, $1.7 trillion. That's That's ridiculous. So Elon Musk is calling for fiscal responsibility from the government while he's hemorrhaging $800 billion in market capitalization because he's just revealed himself to be a bad guy. Hey, everybody, I'm a bad guy. Now, Jay Leno once told me, he said... I don't like to work political because, you know, you lose half the room, right? You go, hey, these, this is my team. And then half the people in the comedy club go, well, that's not my team. So, he, you know, Jay Leno obviously always tried to play it down the middle. Well, imagine not only not playing it down the middle, but going, going into the public square and going, hey, I hate you, people who buy Teslas. You are the ones I hate. Like, I mean, can you imagine being on the board of Tesla? Like. You're kidding, you you have declared war, ideological war on our specific consumers, not the guy who's yelling it at, at uh, uh, Greta Thunberg, Grunberg, not the guy who's got the, <laughs> yeah, not, not the yeah. fossil fuel loving, you've declared war not on fossil fuels, you've declared war on people who've joined your war against the fossil fuel industry. So I just cannot imagine a more spectacular bad goat than Elon Musk. And like, imagine this guy buying your sports team. I was going to say
0: two things. One, he could have, he could have done exactly that. What if what if, uh, I don't know, maybe he did, you know, maybe what if he had bought the Denver Broncos instead of Twitter? One, that's one thing to go down the rabbit hole on. And two, I think that, he probably in his head thought, I can't make a wrong move. I'm a, I'm a marketing genius, if nothing else. And um, I bet you now we'll win the other side. Exactly to your point, what you just said about Jay Leno. The other side of the coin, like, well, we've won all the progressives. Now let's go get uh, – I'll tilt to the right, and all those people will buy Tesla's too. And it's the exact opposite. Um, that's because nobody gets in his way because once you reach a certain point, nobody tells you you're wrong. That's but he's kind
1: literally of- partnering – with the number one benefactor of the fossil fuel industry. He's partnering with Saudi Arabia to promote Russian propaganda. Like it's, it is nuts. Like, I don't know. I mean, I think you're right. It just is a level of, of narcissistic derangement. I don't think, I don't think we're ever going to get to the bottom of it. Like Hey man, the the Saudis had pictures of him with his boyfriend. Man, what was he supposed to do? You know, I don't like. We're never going to get to a some crazy explanation beyond the fact that he just thinks he can do no wrong, and so uh, those poor people left to clean up the mess at Tesla. Uh, as as I as I am on record as saying, a lot of good options out there, people. Um, my Lexus. Uh, a plug-in. Incredible. My wife loves her Volvo electric. Why, why buy from this monster? Why put more money in this monster's pot to, you know, so he can tell you how much he hates you. Um, and by the way,
4: in his drink, sense, your, not in his drink
1: your drink your crown royal after you get home. No, no, don't drink. Don't drive your electric car. I mean, we're going to have some belts in Vegas, right? I mean, that goes on oh, yeah. saying uh yeah, yeah so so elon musk bad bad goat of the year and maybe all time it,
0: you know it, i i i feel this is an upset because there's one obvious one you've belly ached about quite a bit let's see if eddie spaghetti picks it up with his goat of the year
2: <laughs> i don't think i'm going to pick that i steer clear of the politics so to people who are listening i want some sports i want to give political a political
1: sports- to lose 800 billion dollars is that like like it's like i like it's like Just don't say anything and we'll all think you're a genius and you can keep printing money. No, no, excuse me. Let me let, let me let everyone know where I stand
2: on the woke mind virus. Um, The check you brought up if Elon Musk bought the Broncos and um, that's going to be my pick. I was between two, Options here for bad go and one being the refs, but I figured. I was gonna
0: say neither one is gonna mention the the refs.
2: refs, The refs were right there, but I feel like the refs have just been just like they've been bad over the course of you know x amount of years, Um, not just been 2022. I wanted to make this 2022 specific. So the reason why I'm going the Broncos, obviously the 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 Walton family owns Walmart, buys them, a very rich family. They you think great things to come here. With they hire a new coach who work magic with Aaron Rodgers. You bring in Russell Wilson, who clearly has uh, some good football the tank and you see this division now where depending on what you thought in the preseason do you buy into the Raiders do you buy into the Chargers the Chiefs probably going to be the mainstay but clearly a wild card spot on the line for the Broncos who are building a pretty nice team good solid receiving core nice young running back and Javante Williams solid pieces on defense from the draft and I mean, it couldn't have gone any worse. Like not only are you giving up draft capital, you're giving up a quarter of a billion dollars for Russell Wilson. And I don't know. I mean, again, check and hench, you would know this more than me, but I don't think we've ever seen a a hall of fame trajectory quarterback like fall off a cliff like this, like where he, he goes from being, Uh, a very, very high-end quarterback to, like, we should probably bench him. I mean, he's not even being rostered in, like, fantasy leagues. Like, that's how bad Russell Wilson. And this is a guy that also has the the added ability of running the the ball, too. Like, he could use his legs, which he's not doing. And just, like, seeing them go, they're literally 0-4 in their own division. They cannot win a divisional game. They can barely win on the road. And your best way out of this, from what I've read – was you still have to suffer through him one more year and then cut him, I think, in June of next season. So there's definitely one more year of this, and you're still taking a massive cap hit. And I just think it's just so far off what the projections were, where the really the worst thing that I've seen about the Broncos, and this is the preseason they first got him. And some people, you know, on on national programs are saying this is a Super Bowl bound team. The worst I've seen was they'd miss the playoffs, but they'd still probably be hovering around 500, which is this is nowhere near what they're doing right now. They're, They're in such bad shape. They're talking about cutting or trading Russell Wilson now. Now, is it all on Russ? Probably not. What I think happened is they hired Nathaniel Hackett in hopes that Aaron Rodgers would be there. And I guess the, 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 the real of the rule is do not Hanks hire him. Hank's called any...
0: that one when it happened. He's Absolutely. like, they just hired him on the assumption. What if he doesn't go
4: there? <laughs> That's exactly
2: the way it <laughs> <Yes>. went. <laughs> Absolutely. You don't hire coaches affiliated with Aaron Rodgers because it happened. The Giants hired Ben McAdoo. That didn't work out well. This Nathaniel Hackett thing didn't obviously work out. He gets fired. He can't even complete year one. did not even see the end to the end of 2022. Um, you know, right now Russ, who knows? He'll probably make it to 2023, but who knows? As a Bronco, but you went from this team that's like okay, the the maybe the balance of power in the NFL shifted uh, to this Broncos team. They'll take they'll 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 be battling with the Chiefs. The Chiefs may be uh, not what we thought they'd be. This dynasty that Chuck you've always been talking about. And then nothing changed. It it went as poorly as possible. And the Chiefs are still, you know, they're still reigning supreme in that division. And the other teams are as much of a roller coaster as you could possibly get. And the Broncos had a legitimate shot to actually challenge the Chiefs and they they fell flat. And now this new ownership group is dealt with one of the biggest messes I've seen in, you know, NFL history, in the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years.
0: And you didn't Uh, even mention their terrible uniforms. And the other thing is you wanted this to be specific to 2022, as you just touched on. It ain't going to be just in 2022 because they're (laughs) going to be dealing with this one for years to come. What a terrible all time decision. Um,
1: You know, my buddy, Jay Yarrow, he texted me. "Um, This is think how big the smirk must be on the faces of the Seahawks front office. They saved a ton of cap dumping Russell Wilson didn't anchor themselves to him long-term got a starting left tackle and a pass rusher in the 2022 draft and are sitting on the number three and number 35 picks in 2023. Uh, so, you know, just two franchises going in opposite directions. I, I think back, did you watch the Wrexham, the, the soccer show with, with, with Deadpool and, and Some all of that yeah. right. So at one point, cause Rob McElhaney is a huge Eagles fan. So he, he sits with the Eagles owner, um, Jeff Lurie. Is that right? Do I have right. that right? Okay. Yep. And, and Lurie is talking basically about like not making rash decisions and, and how, what a good coach Andy Reid was. And like, as the owner, you can't, you can't see making the NFC championship game as a failure. Like you're, you know, you're the owner of the thing and you're like, I think this guy's a good coach. So now you fast forward to basically Andy Reid having an entire nother career with the Chiefs and then looking at the other coaches in that division. He just must be laughing like this was the year. And obviously we said it uh, here where where it was like, well, the Chiefs are going to get reeled in. You know, first of all, we were like last place in that division might go 10 and seven. Wrong, right, right. I mean the the Bron- the Broncos are going to have a last place record, right? That's that's the team that finishes last in your division. And like, I just don't think Staley McDaniel's and 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 the departed Hackett, like Andy Reid's, like you guys uh, should have bet on me. Uh, I get, we got the best coach and the best quarterback. Uh, a lot of times that matters in the NFL. Uh, so, but we the crazy thing about Hackett and the Hackett Russ marriage was we knew right away week one. Fourth and five, he sends out Brandon McManus for the 64 yarder. He sends the kicker out to attempt a kick eight yards longer than the longest field goal in that stadium's history. Week one, he's not up to the job. Then, if you had any doubt, Russ throws the end zone pick to Stephon Gilmore against the Colts at home. All they had, I mean, if they'd kicked a field goal, the Colts were not going to score a touchdown in that game. And it was like, wow, that honeymoon didn't last a game. That was, that marriage was bad out of the gate. And, and now, you know, Hackett has been mercifully re- relieved of his duties, but what, I don't know what you do with Russ and how you move forward. Uh, but, but the, the Seahawks have, have a nice future built on that trade. Well,
0: I, I well done on goat and goat of the year from both of you and I think you're exactly right and uh, uh and where Russ is concerned man yeah that is, it is my if there were a a category here in the Sheckies for biggest swing in the miss prediction by by Dave of the year it would be that that I had the Broncos going to the playoffs. What a terrible one. Moving on though. Semi-related, as it turns out. Weirdest QB in our league. There are a lot of them. As I say, they all have chips on their shoulder. They're all worth $100 million, so they're immunized from general opinion. Yeah, they hear the noise, but the people who they interact with tell them they're the greatest thing of all time. So your nominees are Deshaun Watson. I think you know why he's considered weird. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and your weirdest QB in our league of 2022. It's Russell Wilson. Boy, he's really bringing home all the awards. He's like Beyonce at the Grammys. <laughs> it seems as though most players in our league don't care if you've been accused by two and a half dozen women of doing something gross and possibly felonious, or if you advocate for horse medicine, or if you retire in hopes of getting away from you, so you can go play so, so he can go play somewhere else. He doesn't want to be on your team. The Buccaneers were okay with that, but the one thing they can't stand. Is weird Russell Wilson. What is going on with that guy that he is so loathed in Seattle and Denver by teammates, by coaches, and now by fan bases twice over? It is really weird. Congratulations, Russell Wilson. Congratulations on Sierra. I don't know what's going on with how you comport yourself, but maybe you should change something because it ain't going right lately. Next, the Chichu Temu Memorial Award for Best Name in Sports. Boy, this is a good category. Your nominees are. Chiefs defensive back, DiCaprio Boodle. (laughs) Blackhawks draft pick, Casper Kulanumi. Pit center, Federico, Federico. (laughs) Federico, Federico. His name is Federico, so his parents named him Federico, obviously. I don't think his parents understood the the drill. Like, what are you going to name him? Federico. Yeah, we got that part. What's his name, though? Federico. It really could be a new who's on first for for the new millennium. Coyotes drafted Wingo. Miko Matika. And the Shecky goes too. He's still the champ, Capo (laughs) Caco. Capo Caco. And I like best when rag fans have corrected me on that. I go capo, capo, caco. No, no. It's caco. <laughs> oh, I'm so- okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Caco. It is. <laughs> Congratulations. Capo caco. And you too, Eddie Spaghetti. Um, Semi-related. Oh, you know what? I'm going to skip that. I'm going you know to, I'm going to try to,
1: I love, I just, it, it's such a cool name for such an incredible players. Killian Mbappe. Ooh, that Killian is Mbappé and he's a killer. He's literally killing teams. It's so nuts that the Messi Mbappé final was like it it was like this is going to be the passing of the torch from Messi to Mbappé. Mbappé won when he was 19. He's already got the torch. Messi's trying to get <laughs> his hands on the torch from this guy. A,
0: I did catch that even as a non-soccer guy like pass the torch. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to him. Give the old man a a turn for 15 minutes and he gets it back kind of thing. Um, Quickly, worst alphabet letter is C once again. Don't need it. Ancillary could have a nice clean 25 letters in our alphabet. Instead, C jumps into the fray when it's unnecessary. You need a sound, C. Step aside. We got S. You need a sound. We got K. Got you covered, C. Beat it. We're on to you. You're the George Santos of letters. Next. Worst food to eat after brushing your teeth. Back-to-back wins. Wings with blue cheese. Best sense goes to sight this year. I just think I saw more good stuff than I smelled or even tasted. It was a good year for food. Not delicious, though. And I don't think I, I saw, heard that many great new songs. So, so sight gets the award there. Best sleep sound is um is blue noise edging out white noise. I like to sleep with the with the noise there. Favorite child, three-way tie. Among my four kids, I don't want to embarrass anybody by naming anybody there. Um and now to um to best movie I watched this year. This is a this is always a hotly contested category and 2022 was no different. The best movie I watched this year. Knives out. Not the one that Ben Shapiro got crazy about last week. I'm not talking about the sequel. I'm talking about the original. I saw it on an airplane on my flight back from Pittsburgh. I thought it was fun. I watched Benjamin Button for the finally, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, that movie, came, probably what, 15 years ago, that movie came out. I'd never seen it until 2022 and I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it really was, a and I, I was skeptical of the, of, um, the high concept of it, but it really did tell a, an interesting story about two people going at each other from different. Did you see it, Hensch, and Did you
1: enjoy? Uh, it? I, I I stayed away based on you know people's meh thing, but I I tell you, I did see a movie about uh, a guy who who went from a hundred pounds to five hundred pounds. The Curious Case of Benjamin Roethlisberger. Did you ever oh. see that? <laughs> did you ever see it? It's pretty good i said you were gone, sitting on
0: that one, but you yeah, he
1: hasn't it. gone back. He's hes going to go back to, to 290 two where he ended his playing days. Uh, I loved Knives Out, though. I thought you were going to go from this year, but Knives Out was great. No, um, I liked it. Yeah, I enjoyed uh, it quite oh, a bit. Oh, I love that movie. Real pacey. We just started the sequel, but, you know, a long movie takes three sittings for me and the old lady. Like. <laughs>
0: The one that I saw this year that, I mean, among the superhero movies and everything else, uh, Bansy, Banshee's Insurance. Have you seen this one, Hench? Or Spaghetti? No, I have. You like I that loved,
2: one, uh, Spaghetti? Loved it. It was my second favorite movie of the year. Um, I, I, I love the, the concept of like, should you just go through life enjoying it and being simple, or do you have to leave a, behind a legacy and like, just the idea of like, just cutting off friends and, uh, those three, that trio, McDonough, Brendan Gleason and Con all work match together. Um, it, awesome movie. It's tough to get through if you're not into it, but if you like really? Irish oh, culture, I it. Oh, I've heard a lot of I people like, it it's, it's a tough watch. It's, it's kind of brutal and it's obviously a uh, very Irish, but I, I loved it. Oh, i i did too and i'm not even irish uh I next enjoyed,
1: up, Uh i enjoyed Susie and the banshees of insurance
0: <laughs> that's a very dated reference even hipster music fan eddie spaghetti doesn't get that one that's too too deep in the rear view for him um i watched the fly with jean-claude van damashek still a good movie still fun uh misery i just watched i consider it a a Christmas movie because it puts you in the mood for winter time. <laughs> if you're in SoCal, I know it's not a sunny movie, but there's something fun about it as dark as it is. And it's good because if you're oh. in a sunny place for the holidays, you, you feel winter because there's
1: all the no, snow. I mean, there's no, there's no moment in any movie that feels like we felt watching Thyssen or Crum Rye, you know, when she hobbles him, you get the same sick feeling in your stomach. Like it's weird that we, when we were younger, we would watch like, Hey, uh, you got to watch this replay of this guy's leg going the wrong direction. Now I'm like, I I know exactly what happened in real time. I'm not interested. No, thank you. But when she hobbles James Kahn, good Lord.
0: Yeah, and Liberace playing in the background. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's great stuff. It it's really the precursor to uh, what's his name, Michael Madsen in um in Reservoir Dogs with dun dun, dun 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 dun, as he's dancing and taking the police officer's ear off. Spoiler alert. And your best movie that I watched this year for 2022 is I hope it's not pretentious, but it's The Last Picture Show. I saw it about 25 years ago and I had completely forgotten about it and I saw it and man was blown away by just about every character in it Sam the Lion, Sybil Shepherd is not an admirable character but one that you probably have known in your life who just knows that they can toy with people and mess with people and it's not for something that they've done to earn the, the right to do that they're just born with it I loved everything about it. I loved all the characters in it. And, uh, and it's a marvelous picture. And I encourage you to go. Here's what I love.
1: Here's what I love. I drop a Susie and the Banshees reference. And you're like too dated, too dated. (laughs) Now, my favorite movie of this year came out in 1971. Screw. So what? He's a big fan of the last picture show. Now, uh, great call. I would have thought you'd, you'd have gone within the last 50 years, but, uh, that movie is amazing. Bogdanovich, you know, he has the craziest immediate demise. Like he makes good movies and then doesn't make good movies. And a lot of that is attributed to Polly Platt, his lady being the real genius in the par- partnership. Um, and then of course, he's cheating on her with Sybil Shepard while they're making that movie together. But it, you know you're you're right about Sybil Shepherd, but what's wild as we get into our advancing years, uh, Sybil Shepherd in our league now, in our league. Mm, when when Stevie Nicks yeah. shuffled out on stage with the Foo Fighters, like, hey, wow, finally, we're we're. we're it's like we're, I say all the time: life is short,
0: life is also long, and Sybil <laughs> Shepherd can tell you about that. Also, her former love interest in. Uh, in uh, moonlighting, Bruce Willis. I saw him. He's in a movie. It's like in a sequel. It's, it's You can buy it on pay per view now. And I have no idea. It's like a character that he's reprising. And it's like I've never heard of that character. What's happened to that guy too? Also, well, weird.
1: you know, he's not well, and and apparently has sort of made this deal. Spaghetti probably wouldn't know the details, but like, if you'll pay him a million dollars, he'll be in your movie. Oh. So he's he's you know, you can put him on the poster and, you know, he he does, he'll have a small part in it. But like so he made like 16 movies during the pandemic that nobody's ever heard of. He it's, did. I have no idea really what sad. this is. It's, it's really it's, oh. not, All right. it's
0: well, I don't, I'm not. Well, I don't mean to tease the man, but I do want to talk about bad people. And that brings me to the creep of the year. Creep, creep, creep of the week of the week. He or she is the creep of the year. All right, your nominees, and there's no short list. I could go on and on here, but to try and tighten things up a little bit at this late stage, here we go. People who refer to their pets as their children. I know this is an old one, but it's weird. Stop doing that. It's not any cooler or more palatable to the rest of us than it was when it first came up 20, 30 years ago. It's a weird thing to have your identity be the cat lady. Next, Vladimir Putin. Next, Eddie Spaghetti, who is supposed to kill Vladimir Putin and still doesn't, still has. Next, I used to work with a guy um, who would, at the end of the day, he would go behind his office door and he would close it and then he would reemerge. He was dressed like a normal person at, at his place of business. But then when he would open his door at the end of his workday and he would emerge with a 10 speed bike in front of him and he was dressed like a Tour de France guy. Can't you just put on a pair of shorts to ride your bike home? You got to dress like the Tour de France guy. And the thing that vexes me about it is that that guy definitely thought as he walked out and nobody would ever say anything to him because it would embarrass him is like, who the hell do you think you are? But you could tell he might be have the greatest drop off from what how cool he thinks he looks versus how cool the rest of us think he looks. You know, the Tour de France guy and they're all over the place too. you see him at Starbucks or you see him getting a pint after their bike ride. Settle down there, Glenn. You're not you're, you're not uh, winning any awards just because you're dressed up like that. It's a, you you look like a jack. You know what if we went out for backyard football and we fully padded up and everything like that? You know it's it's a little bit silly. Next up, conspiracy theorists. Next, John Hamm. <laughs> oh, for reasons wow. we've already discussed. Next, people who online or otherwise pretend that they're sexually aroused by offensive line play. I mean, I you know, like, Oh, put that into my veins. Like chill out, man. We, we get it. You you think that that was a good block. It's you're getting a little over your skis next. This is a big, ugly trend. White guys doing the gritty because it's so hilarious. Look how I can't gritty everybody. And that's why I'm grittying right now. Shape up, have some dignity, but Your creep of the year is. Oh, this is the easiest one of all. It's Jacob Truba, that sack of crap. Go back to the 70s and fight Dave Semenko or Dave Schultz, you creep. You have no business in our game anymore. Wear it, Truba.
1: You're the creep of the year. Wow, you're like obsessed with the Rangers. Like you always end up, they're in your head, man. You you think about the Rangers more than Spaghetti does. Holy spaghetti hell! <laughs> spaghetti.
4: I agree. Can spaghetti
0: I uh, made the Rangers his favorite story of the year, beating the I, Penguins?
1: Can I add a a couple of creeps? You know, yeah, late please. late year nominees to think about. Basically, think about New Year's resolutions and not being either of these creeps. Okay, one guy who puts his water bottle and little notebook that he keeps his workout in on the one bench press in the gym. So you're gonna use this as a table. There's only one of these. Now, when I wanna bench, I have to have a conversation with you because you're a sociopath who wants to talk to people at the gym. There's all kinds of floor space for your water bottle and your notebook. By the way, what precious, you can't remember how many reps you've done. You got a notebook for your workout. Don't be that guy. Don't don't make people talk to you. And then this guy, this guy, um, you're coming down the hill. You got a good head of steam. You're going 45, 50 miles an hour. Car comes out of a side street, sees you, guns it. And you're like, oh, this is OK, because this maniac drives like I do. And he's going to just disappear with his errands for day. Nope. That's the last fast thing he does for the rest of his life, getting in front of you. He just gets in front of you and then he slows it right down. He might, he's lost actually. He just knew he had to get in front of you. And now he's downshifting to 22 miles an hour. This guy, don't be that creep. Do not be that creep. You
0: know what I have to do better with? And and my wife legitimately tells me this, and I'm really trying to be better about this. When that happens and, you know, when she's riding shotgun, she points it out to me, but I do this either way. I love to get up next to that guy. And sometimes if I'm feeling uh, like a real stinker, I roll my window down. I'm like, how you doing? You, you, you got in front of me there. Same same dynamic when the person gets up on the in the row behind you on the airplane and has to push past you to get 18 inches ahead of you like that. I love to talk to that guy. Like, what's, it, what's in your
1: head? Well, you know, don't you understand? Oh, you my understand God. Well, we, know our laws? we know how we're going to lose Shaq check's gonna that's gonna says, in like a road rage accident i don't you understand people have, carry guns in their cars now right like, like i don't want to have any ira- interaction with the guy at the gym or the guy who cut me off. i don't want to have any interaction with anybody i barely want to do this i, I don't, don't i do i'm this. with you across
0: the board but i can't help myself i can't i don't like when people get over on me that drives me crazy so i have to roll down my window and it will wind up with me dead on the freeway but you'll know why at least it won't be a mystery What what happened to him idiot shot his mouth off again what else is new so he, he got
1: nominated shot. a motorist for creep of the year <laughs> on the move through his window all
0: right we're almost the fruit of the year one last one i have to make my new year's resolution as always i'm too big an empath to make it for me although that would be a good one stop talking to people on the road because they pull out of you um I make it for all of society this year. I'm going to tweak it a little bit. It's not for all of society, but it's to make our sports, a couple of our leagues a little bit better. And more immediately Los Angeles, a little bit better. We have to do, we have to fix a few things. One, this Los Angeles angels of Anaheim jive just doesn't hit the air ear any more cleanly than it did when it first went out. Let's change that. Have some dignity. I know that there's extra money in it for you by claiming Los Angeles. I don't like that Two. No one in 25 years has ever talked to me about the Anaheim Ducks. It ain't going to work here. It ain't going to catch on. Move them up to Portland. Let them get some rivalries going with Seattle and Vancouver and San Jose, and hockey will be that much better. And lastly, and maybe most importantly because it's our most popular sport, I hate to be a Scrooge about this. I don't think it's going to work here, this this Rams and Chargers thing. What are we, five years into it? Does anybody talk? The Chargers – and rams are about to play on sunday you hear any buzz about that you hear anybody walking down the street like who you got (laughs) i think the chargers they have the better uniforms i like where they're headed as a franchise i think they should maybe move somewhere the raiders are more popular than both those teams right i mean that it ain't gonna take you know i think it's we're deep enough into this thing that it's We're okay with it because we're living in it. And they share that neat stadium and everything. I think we'd be better off if the chargers went elsewhere. How say you? Uh,
1: Well, it just reminds me, look, I, I always, I love LA. I love being here. So I'm sure the uh, billionaires who own those teams like having their teams here. Um, But when Staley, when the chargers (laughs) limped past the Colts uh, and, and made the playoffs, when Staley gave Spanos the game ball, that was the worst kissy thing I've ever seen. Like, yeah, how about one of the game wreckers on the defensive line that had three sacks? Like, you gave it to your boss? Oh, it's so <laughs> naked. Yes. It's so. Kenneth odd. Murray's like, we finally fixed the rush
0: defense. We did. Oh, this one's coming to number nine here. Like, the the owner
1: got the game ball, <laughs> the, the nepo baby. The nephew who inherited the
0: team. I didn't care for that.
1: All right, fellas, it all leads up
0: to this. It's time for the granddaddy of them all fruit of the year. Of course, we went over the envy apples dominant run that it has uh, just completed last year. The yellow peach pulled off a gigantic upset beating. It's generally superior brother, the white peach, you know, the history of the award. I don't need to go on and on about it, except to say recently, Jimmy Kimmel, who considers himself somebody in a position to award fruit rankings and stuff or to get involved in my fruit rankings, came on Extra Points to announce the blueberry as his fruit of the year. OK, that's a fine choice. I asked uh, I asked um, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, he voted for the banana and um, little sissy girl voted for for the raspberry. Why I bring those up, I don't know because none of them matter, except none of them are the right answer. Your nominees for fruit of the year the yellow peach, the honey crisp apple, seedless red grapes, and the 2022 Shecky Award for fruit of the year goes to the strawberry. Delicious. I'll tell you, I was I was down in the dumps about the state of the fruit as we made it up to Memorial Day. And then me and the little sissy girl, we went to that place. You've been there, Hench, I'm sure, with your little ones. That farm, about a half an hour, forty-five minutes away in the valley, where you go and you get to pick strawberries. And she and I went on the tractor ride out into the fields, and you literally pick the strawberries there, and you put them into a little basket. And 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 when the the farmers ain't looking, you eat a couple just to make sure they're good. And they were sweet and delicious, just like the time I had with my little girl. And I never looked back. I I stopped belly aching about fruit because uh, because I was already on cloud nine. We were eating these strawberries in the back of the thing, having a great time, and they really did. They had a glorious summertime in the September, improbably, and frankly, in a in a mediocre year of fruit, the strawberries stood out. And we threw, we came home, and we put them into smoothies, and Mama whipped them up for us, and they were delicious with the aforementioned banana. And you know, in general, I feel like I'm cheating life, getting to do this show with you guys once a week with you hench, twice a week spaghetti. Sal and I we get the with with Weiss we get to get together and talk about sports and we get money for it and my teams are maybe not the greatest teams in the world but they, they honor the tradition. You just saw it with Franco and the standard living on for 50 years. And that moment last Saturday night in Heinz Field made me even prouder. If I can be proud to be a sports fan, to be loosely associated with a franchise, I'm proud that it is the Pittsburgh Steelers. So listen, it's up and down. We've had crazy few years, but boy, I consider myself really fortunate and it all goes back to the days in growing up with my old man and my mother taking us to games and what those teams meant to us for us to get together as a family and watch those games and 40 years or whatever later that we're still doing it. We still hit hit each other up to say, did you see that one? Did you see that game? That was a great one. What do you think this to our team's going to do next Saturday? And what do you think about this uh, draft pick and everything else and what sports does to bring us all together and really like that scene in uh, um, uh, major league when the punk guy with the hair and the steel worker guy and they're celebrating cause their sports team does good. That's what sports does for all of us. So I'm, I, I'm glad that we not just get to watch it, but we actually get to talk about it and people give us money to do it. Boy, Oh boy, we're all cheating life. And so uh, we appreciate you listening to us for another year. God, you gotta get a life. If this is what you're doing with yourself,
1: <laughs> Well, but you know, what? I'm just thinking of our, of our loyal listener, that this, this person who listened for 20 minutes on the drive home, and then they pulled into the driveway and they're like, I just want to hear the fruit of the year. I'm just going to hang in the driveway till they get to the fruit of the yeah. year. It's, no, it's 100 a hundred minutes into the, into the super pod and the guy's like, gosh, I don't know if he's going to get to the fruit of the year. My wife's, my wife's wondering where I am. I got to There's last a guy show of the year. Friends. Last show ever. <laughs> we have a fan in Australia who listens to us while he mows the lawn. He's going to need a better, bigger yard. He's going to have to do the neighbor's yard to get to fruit of the year. This was the all-timer, right, Spaghetti? We've never gone this long.
0: We maybe need to cut this one in half, like sports and Shecky Awards. Is that possible, Spaghetti?
2: This I think it lawn. gets messy if we split it, um, but I'll, I'll see. But, yes, yeah, so if, if we keep it as is, uh, our 44 rolling right now is by far the longest longer than, than
1: Babylon.
0: It's ridiculous, Hench. <laughs> why don't you why don't you try to self-edit sometimes, you know? Think about it for 2023. I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: All right. Hey, it's a gay time every week. Thanks to you guys for doing it. Uh, it's uh, it's good times for me. Um, and we'll that's do for one sure.
1: next week before Vegas. Right. And then you and then you'll tell me what Vegas entails, and then we'll go uh, drink some Crown Royal at Caesars. I
0: look love- I look forward to all of it. And in the meantime, catch up on all the last episodes of 2022 at the Extra Points Network. Um, You'll be glad you did that. Join us for one go around, at least week 17 in the uh, NFL Pick'em pool against the front runner, Kevin Hench and all the rest of us go to extrapoints.com to do that. And and, uh, we'll be back. On the other side of the new year, we'll try to make sense of all it for you. Then, until then, thanks yeah, so much. Yeah, can I and, just can yes, I yes just, yes I just, yes, I just yes, want to I just want yes. to interrupt
1: before the I think yes. on this one you should say it's been a thick slice of heaven. I think you should say thick slice of heaven. This has not been a thin slice of heaven. You're right. You're right. Hour okay, and forty seven minutes.
0: Happy New Year, everybody! It's been a thick slice of heaven.
1: Yeah.